And now, the Street Photography Magazine podcast with your host, Bob Patterson. Our guest this week is Casey Meshbesher. She is uh, from Duluth, Minnesota, and she's a photographer. She is the founder and the driving force behind Women in Street, which if you don't know anything about it, you better get on the bus and uh, check it out because uh, she does amazing work over there. So welcome, Casey. Thanks for being with us. Hello, uh, Bob. Thank you so much for inviting me here today. Oh, yeah, I'm glad to have you. We met in yeah. Miami in 2018, and I'm I'm happy to uh, finally uh, be appearing on your program. Yeah, you know, I can't believe it's been over two years. Yeah, and yeah. This, this is Minnesota week for me. I, I think I told you before we started, I, I was... Just talked to uh, Valerie Chardon the other day. She's in Minneapolis. Mm-hmm. You're up in Duluth. Yeah, I'm in Duluth. I think uh, I think the next person I talk to is going to be in Bemidji. Are you kidding me? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I don't even know where that is. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a uh, it's a bit west of here, and that would have been a surprise to me because I do not know of any uh, street photographers but <laughs> from Bemidji. But you never know. You never know. It's t- uh, it's time to get some. You that's should, all part of northern them. Minnesota. So up here in northern Minnesota is a bit different from Minneapolis, where I'm from, and uh, that's a larger. That's the big city. It's a big city. It's about four million uh, yeah. together with the metropolitan area with the Twin Cities, uh, St. Paul and Min- Minneapolis. Uh, so moving up here to Duluth was. Uh, Certainly a big change for me personally and for my street photography, it was uh, quite challenging uh, to be out on the street and uh, try to shoot candid photography when um, <laughs> circumstances are quite different. People are, yeah, they are. right away. And um, How big is Duluth? Uh, it's about 80,000. Okay. Yeah, it's small. It's like... I moved to a smaller town as well a couple of years ago, and and it, it's different coming from a large metropolitan area. Very nice in lots of ways. A challenge to do street photography sometimes. Yeah. I, like I said, I prefer the Candid method. And uh, when I first moved here, it was a bit of a shock because I really couldn't. <laughs> I like to get up close, too. And I really couldn't get anywhere near people without them sort of immediately uh noticing my camera and i went through a whole process where i i tried to hide this and uh i tried many different methods and i i thought about it a lot and i um basically decided after a while of trying different experiments that uh the mirrorless was the best way to go in fact, even more um, anonymous than the phone, which I had thought wouldn't draw the eye as much, but it ended up that uh, it it does. It's people uh, are suspicious, I think, in our uh, current era of um, people posting things on Instagram, you know, so I guess they they notice the phone more. And if you're sort of holding it a certain way and they're kind of going, well, some people would stop me and say, are you taking a video of me? You know. <laughs> uh, no. Worse than a 
photograph, yeah. Yeah. So so the paranoia is about video. Are you going to put my video up on Instagram? Yeah. You know, That's and so uh, and then living in a small town, I uh, I've had people find themselves on. Um, so that's actually a fun aspect. Uh, they find themselves on on my feed, or they find their friend, and then a couple of times they've emailed me and said, "Oh my gosh, this is so great!" And so I know that doesn't really happen with uh, anyway as much frequency if you live in a large metropolitan area. Has that ever happened to you, Bob, there in uh, your smaller city of Virginia? Somebody finds himself? No, not yet. <laughs> I've had this a few times, so it's, uh, it's interesting. Yeah, it is. It's really different. Hey, do you, do you remember when we first met? Yes, I remember meeting you at the uh, Miami Street Photography Festival uh, 2018. And yeah. I was giving a talk on women in street. Yes, because uh, that was uh, that was a really nice moment for me. I, you know, I was invited down to speak, and you know, as I flew down there, I got in a little early, and I spent like most of the day finishing preparing for my speech. I was really nervous. You know, here I am. I'm going to follow like some famous photographer. <laughs> and I walked into the auditorium and I sat down and you immediately came over and introduced yourself. Huh. And I thought that was so nice and <laughs> it immediately made me more relaxed and it was so helpful. So thank you for that. I appreciate that. I've never forgotten it. Oh, wow. Well, I didn't know the story. Uh, See? I'm happy to hear this. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, people from Minnesota are the salt of the earth. Oh, now don't get me started on, there's this expression, Minnesota nice, and uh, not going to go there. Not going to go there. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. Anyway, before we really get into photography and women in the street, I'm gonna, I want to ask you two questions. Mm -hmm. First of all, it's a two-part question. Tell us how you describe yourself, and then tell us your personal journey in photography and street and photography in particular. Okay, so um, how I would describe myself in this context is I'm a, a social media entrepreneur that started a movement um, that changed the game in gender balance in street today, helped to change the game, I should say. Um, and I think that's how I would, that's why I'm here today. That's how anybody in uh, the street world even knows who I am. <laughs> so that's, that's how I would describe myself. And then uh, I'm a photographer. Um, my journey into street, I think it's kind of typical in some ways. I know I've heard a lot of people say, uh, sometimes you hear the story where people are out there shooting. And they're just kind of feeling it and they're just kind of feeling the candid inspiration just coming from their own creativity. And they say, oh, yeah, I didn't even know. I didn't even know what street was. You know, I didn't I didn't know there was such a thing called street photography. And I guess it's a little bit similar uh, for me. I didn't 
uh, say to myself, well, I'm going to go out and I'm going to shoot street or I didn't study the masters or whatever. I just knew um, I had I had a background um, with the arts and kind of with photography for some years. And uh, I guess when I was a teenager, I started dabbling in uh, film and point and shoot. And then I, I took like one photography class, I guess, and it didn't, so there was no real training. And then I picked it up again, um, 1999, I got the first, uh, the first of the digital point and shoot. So that's kind of what drew me back into photography, digital, okay. Um, and I started out with that um, in, it was the Canon Elf, and I have very fond memory. I kept getting the Canon Elf 1, the Canon Elf 2. I really just loved this little camera, and I started to take it with me everywhere. Um, at first, I was kind of doing mostly what, you know, we kind of look around us in the world today, and we see what everybody's doing is kind of like what I would call COVID creativity. And they're kind of doing what they're doing, their creativity or their photography in the home, looking at what's around them, self-portraiture, home documentary, still life, whatever, whatever's out in the garden, whatever's out in the yard, whatever's out in the neighbors, in the immediate neighborhood. That's actually where I began. So it's it was sort of a little bit more about that for me at first, you know, personal expression and staying a little bit close to home. And then I sort of started uh, bringing it with me everywhere. And I, I started getting into the urban. I started getting a feeling for the things around me, you know, the buildings and uh, then one day, I guess I decided, um, I think my camera wants to have people in it. And I felt like when I thought of the best photographs that I'd ever seen, although I would not name them street, would be um, photographs that had people in them that, that were in the public sector. And, or maybe I didn't know, you know, whether it was candid or not, it was just representing kind of candid moments. And so I thought, well, that's, that's where I want to go. I want to go here and I want to see what's going on with people and just kind of observe them and capture what I can with my lens. And um, so, yeah, I just <laughs> went about it, I guess. Um, I, I didn't think about what I, well, I tried street portraiture where you talk and you ask permission and I didn't care for it. It just didn't, grab me, I guess. I, I wanted to just see what was spontaneous, you know, and, and I didn't want to sort of get somebody's conscious mind involved. I wanted to capture the moment as I could just see a fleeting moment. Yeah, it's only there for a few seconds. Yes. Yeah, a few seconds and then gone. And that's where 
where we're at with street, isn't it? It's kind of like, um, there's so much talk about what is the hardest genre. Everybody wants to say that street is the most difficult. I'm not really sure that that's true, but I feel that especially with the candid because of the, the nature of the spontaneous and the flow of the moment, you're dealing with so many factors up in the air that it's almost like it doesn't take any less time than a sort of prepared and uh, methodical sort of photography genre, but it takes, you certainly experience a greater frustration <laughs> because no. the moment won't come again. Okay. So when you, we have a setup, you know, with the model or something you're planning out. It takes, photography is all about time. It's hours and hours. It takes just as much time. It's so much time is involved in the process of photography. Now, when you have a plan and you have a setup and you have a design and everything's kind of, you can rearrange things, but you can't get that moment back. So when you're out on the street, of course, it's about time and how much time you put in. And I think the more, the more time you put in, the better you'll get. The more you'll get what you want, the more you'll learn through this medium. Uh, but it's so, you know, it's that feeling like, oh, you know, and don't we all sort of remember those ones that we didn't get? You know, there's always a few that uh, just, oh, gosh, you know, I didn't, I didn't get that. And it's so... Or else you thought you got a photo and you get back and you're excited about looking at it and you realize it didn't come out the way you want it, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Another one of those street frustrations. Well, let me go to another subject, something you mentioned earlier that I'd like to explore. And that's you, you said something about gender balance. And I've been thinking about that a lot. And I... Uh, before we got on, I looked at our our Facebook group. We have a, a pretty good sized Facebook group, and um, I looked at the the gender mix, and I, I knew we had more men than women on there. It was very obvious. But it's exactly twenty percent women and eighty percent men. Okay. And I know you're working real hard to change that. And I just want to know, you know, what it is you're doing to either maybe not get more women involved in the street photography, but to make sure we all know about them. Mm -hmm. So women in street started as a hashtag movement uh, that basically uh, allowed people, well, several platforms that were on, but I would sort of characterize it as a hashtag movement. Um, purpose of which uh, is to uh, elevate profiles of women in the genre. We, um, I would be looking around. I did a little Tumblr curation was one of my hobbies for a little while there. I was interested in street. I was following street and I like to just put together these galleries on certain subjects. Um, and I would um, kind of notice that there just wasn't any any website, any book, 
anything I could find that had, you know, more than say 10% female photographers. And so I really got frustrated in this and um, I wanted to get something going in social media so that um, many people could become involved in a process of pooling resources so that we could all sort of collectively raise up this profile of women in street photography. And so I knew, you know, I was kind of a media hobbyist, media interested person. And so I just, you know, I had my own work on certain platform. I'd explore just about every platform. Okay. But I really felt that I wanted to put <laughs> some of my own time into just getting something else going, um, you know, for others. Uh, I just wanted to use some of my media time to increase this. To, I wanted to increase this percentage. I wanted to say, well, um, can we all sort of, get together and constantly put this out there up into everybody's face and say, well, here it is, here it is. And here it is on this platform and here it is on that platform and more and more people talking about it. And in this way we can kind of use social media to uh, get the group discussion moving on a certain topic where change is needed. And so I really, uh, want to say that part of the story of women in street is a story of social media movements, I think. And so we, how do you use media in order to get discussion and activity generated? And so what we uh, did is, uh, I mean, I began, well, research was the first part. And that actually went back to 2014. I, uh, many hours of research were involved because at the time uh, there was no sort of central location where you could find information on uh, female street photographers. Okay. So I sort of went around looking um, everywhere. And on Google, you would do a search and it would say, well, here are the female street style photographers of New York City or whatever. And it would be just like two results. And everybody was kind of using the phrase female. I mean, if, if it was anywhere, they were using the word female. There was no such thing as a phrase women street photographers, hmm. which I created at first as the, that was our first name, women street photographers and our first hashtag. Uh, and so we had about 15,000 hashtags generated under women street photographers uh, about and after about a year or two in um, before another account was created, um, which is more which is more of a, a curation uh, project. And uh, it's become quite a big account and is different than what we're doing at WIS, which is um, 
a community um, started out as a movement. And at this point, we're, we're a community, a networking, we're an organization. Uh, and there are many platforms available for um, artists to use, uh, to be profiled. We are looking to get many different curators into the mix. We are looking for leadership. So one of the goals is to get leadership, um, putting different women up into the spotlight. Uh, I'll give you an example here. I believe you've had uh, Eleanor Simon on your program. I listened to that podcast. Yes, we did. One of my <laughs> one of my all time favorite photographers. Yeah, so and, talented. And, yeah, amazing. Yes, and so she um, and we met. Uh, you met her in Miami as well. She was there presenting her work, and the reason that she was invited into Miami is because. She was uh, an admin with Women in Street, and at the time, 2018 also, earlier that summer, we had been invited, WIS was invited to present in um, Street London Photography Symposium. And so uh, I was unable to attend, and so I sent an envoy there. Uh, Eleanor was one of them, and, mm-hmm. and this is how... Um, you know, through this exposure, she was then invited to present her own work in Miami. Now, this is a function of how the platform works. And so it's like we're rotating in different women and we want to have the ability to constantly spotlight different women and to, it's kind of a I've kind of used the word collaborative uh, instead of sort of cooperative or collective or, you know, so collective is a word, is a word that kind of, I think we're speaking to, so I use the word collaborative in order to say that, so collaboration is certainly um, a big part of the deal of what we're doing here. Uh, Many, many people have been involved in this movement, this project, this collaboration. And when you rotate the leadership like that, you offer opportunities to different women. You don't want to sort of say, well, these are the people who are up in the spotlight and that this is who we know about and that's all we can say. Because that's part of the problem that we began with in the first place. You know, this is who so a person looking out in the street, you know, before women in street would say, well, these are the female street photographers that I know of. These are the ones that come around to my group or mm-hmm. this is, who I, yeah, you see what I mean? This is who I know. This is who my friends know. That must be what's going on. No, this isn't the case. It's not what's going on. So it's an outreach program. It's a, it's a research program uh, where you're actively looking for people. You're, you're just going all over the internet, whatever. You're networking, and you're just constantly looking to see who you can add into this mix. And I want to uh, applaud you, Bob, for putting – so here we are. It's International Year of the Woman, and 
amazing that you're actually going to feature women exclusively uh, all year long. I'm very proud of that. And want to say, point out and commend you for the fact that you actually, I looked at your um, first issue for January mm-hmm. and you really had, so there wasn't a name that I knew. This is what we're doing. This, yep. this is so important. Um, in the spirit of Wiz and the, and the paradigm that we're trying to put forward here is that you're constantly unearthing new names, new talent. There's so much out there to be discovered. And, you know, so you don't want to get caught in this loop of names going around and around again, you know, whether male or female. So now we have so many more women in the mix. So when I started in 2014, um, there was so little. But in 2016, when I started the actual platforms, I think it was maybe about a year later, 2017. I'll give you an example, another example of how far we've come is to say, if you look at workshops, I mean, in 2017, I was always making lists. And one of the things I, you know, I was a little uh, nerding out on list making at times, I suppose you could say. <laughs> I do that too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Isn't that part of, part of the the job here in street, you know, uh, lists. And uh, so I said, well, I put it out on the Facebook. I said, let's make a collective list of this, that, and the other, all the people who are on Instagram, all the people who are on Tumblr, all the people who are doing this, all the people who are doing that. And one of them was, okay, who's out there doing a workshop? Well, nobody. I, I had to do research. It was like five people. And that was more than it was in the beginning. I don't, I don't know if it was anybody. So now in 2017, I had a list of five people and I said, anybody who wants to, you, you add your um, name in here. And I've always liked that part of WIS community. It's a community. I want people to come in there and contribute themselves. And, and people have always kind of been coming in there and adding to this or suggesting that or helping with this or helping with that, uh, doing gigs and getting up on our different platforms. and and doing different projects. But so it was five people. Now there are probably uh, 20 women offering street workshops. Okay. That's a lot. I mean, so it's like, and I was in telling about percentages earlier. I said 10%. We were maxing out at 10% in 2014. And then when I, uh, like you said, we met in Miami and I gave that talk on WIS and I, I mentioned in the talk, I says, um, this is the first year that we've had 50% female presenters at an event like this, because it was so including me, <laughs> I, I guess it was like, it was about time, you know, it was about time. And so it took, um, so from two years uh, to get there from, you know, uh, so little to 50%. And so this is how uh, the movement works. You gain momentum. You talk about it on the internet. You get people going. I'm glad you mentioned that we 
try to feature people that aren't aren't that well known. I was influenced a long time ago by a movie that I saw. It's called Twenty Feet from Fame. Have you ever seen it? Yeah, isn't that about the background singers? About the background singers, and the the background singers were just amazing, uh, just amazing singers. The one woman, Lisa, man, I'm sorry, I forget her last name. She used to sing with the Rolling Stones. Yeah, one of my favorite parts of one of their songs. Yeah, and you know, and and here they are. They're just a few feet behind people like Sting or Mick Jagger, and they're trying to get famous, and they couldn't. But they had amazing talent, and and the same thing exists in the photography world, both men and women. And so we look really hard to find people that maybe aren't aren't real no, well known, but we can all learn from. And um, so. For example, if somebody learns about women in the street, how do they get involved and, and how do they get their work seen in your platforms? What, what does somebody have to do? Do they just join or is it, is it highly curated where you make the choices as, as to what's being displayed on your platforms? So at this point here, uh, with the platforms, what what we were doing in the beginning was so much about outreach and research. There was networking. I mean, we were, sometimes I had many hours a week on the phone, just networking and saying, uh, you know, who am I going to get up here in the spotlight to do some contribution or put something on the platforms, whether it's a video, an article, or simply interview them. So I was doing tons and tons of interviews um, in the beginning. And one of our platforms is a, a blog zine that's on Medium. It's called Her Side of the Street. And we try to present um, many different viewpoints. Um, one of the things in the beginning that was going on um, was that there was very little um press about female street photographers. And I said earlier, I made a lot of lists and things. And one of the things I did was that I put um, links almost every day from everything that I could find all over the internet. And I would post it in the group. And uh, people just ate it up. They were hungry because at the time the landscape was so little. Now, let me go back to um, the beginning here a little bit and say there was a uh, platform on Flickr uh, and in Facebook before Women in Street, but they were kind of private. And so the, the double X platform was on Flickr and it was a, a kind of a gallery. A, so you asked about being highly curated. If you, for those who know Flickr, you may be aware that there's, so there's groups that are more interactive and then there's groups that are more like kind of a gallery type page. Mm -hmm. So in this, it was a highly curated gallery page. There were about 150 members in the double X female only street group. Okay. And there were some very interesting photographers in there, some excellent work. And I really did discover a few names in there and I kind of added them to my list. I 
I don't know if I said I was doing a list in the beginning to, to round up. And that's how I started to gather what was going on was by making a list. It was really for myself going back. I mean, well, it was to understand what was out there at first and add to my curation that I said I was doing on Tumblr or just for my own ability to see work from women. You know, I want to see, you know, the female gaze in public space. I don't, I don't want to see the work from only men. I love the work, the work, the work is the work, but we need to see narratives from everyone. We need to see both genders and so I just wanted to make a list for myself and I kind of, I didn't put it out there. I, I just started gathering and I would go around and I would kind of email some of the people on the list and I would say, well, yeah, what do you, what do you think of this? And um, so some of them was, and I didn't email everybody on the list. Eventually I had about 120. I would say I only had emailed about two dozen total before I started the platforms. So about a third of them would say, oh, this is great. You know, why don't you? Yeah, yeah, you should do. I would say, well, what do you think we should do? And they would say, oh, yeah. I said, should we get something going? You know, like a girl. And they would say, oh, yeah, yeah, great idea. Why don't why don't you do that? And uh, (laughs) so I I said, well, okay." So and then one third of them uh, would uh, not get back to you. And then one third of them would say, well, I don't consider myself a female photographer, you know? Hmm. So what you have is this dialogue. And so this is a constant, uh, source of the, the discourse here. So I think this is why people want to put together panels and talks and they want to look into this issue and they want to say, well, uh, you know, (laughs) they want to examine all of these issues. One of the things is that people will be, some women have a conflict about being called a female street photographer or female only platforms. And there's this big Mm -hmm. epic question of why do we need those? Mm -hmm. Well, we, (laughs) It's a good point. We do. We need those to balance the scales. We simply need to see the work of women. Um, we are saying we we're saying that every lens needs to be represented here. All the different age groups, and it's just another. We need to put it's it's like my my own philosophy about it is that kind of the job of the kind of curator, publisher, influencer, editor in the modern era is sort of becoming to be more aware of what is out there. Um, Who is out there? To be more aware of these issues is sort of becoming part of the job description, I feel, of People who are in charge of what others see. Okay. So it's no longer the ability. So putting all of this together is boils down to, okay, look, this is out there. Um, 
you know, you can't just sort of say, well, I don't know anybody. I only know what my friends say. I don't know. I only know what I just see. So it's offering the ability to not only for women to come together and find out about one another, to meet one another. I mean, the friendships that have been formed and the networking and the mutual um, support, the connectivity, but to be able to provide a resource for every platform to come out and say, well, well, this is, this is, this is what you can draw upon. And so WIS has kind of been in the background consulting with all kinds of um, organizations, consulted with um, Street, St- Street London Festival, not the symposium, but the other one, mm-hmm. get some speakers up there, uh, consulted with the uh, ICP to get speakers. Uh, it's a bunch of things. I mean, there's so many things. So this program works, okay? So it's very exciting. But you you asked me what was curation, uh, and I sort of uh, went with the flow. Um, but it's so what do they do that, to submit right now? Hashtag. So you use the hashtag, and um, so hashtag on Instagram. So we're on Instagram, and so our editors will go through and review review this, and they may uh, choose from the hashtag or they choose from at this point, you know, we're, we're, we've got, we're an organization that has admins. Um, they're curators coming and going right now. Mm-hmm. We have, uh, Julia Coddington and myself are kind of the managers for 2020. Most of the Instagram curation was done by uh, Julia, uh, Rebecca Wiltshire, which is her, a fellow co-founder of another important uh, platform, which is kind of a sister organization to WIS. Um, it's called Unexposed Collective, uh, Australian uh, women and female identifying uh, photographers. And they were the curators uh, along with me for all of 2020. You know, before that, it was another set of um, curators. Um, there was Eleanor, who we talked about, and uh, Charlene Winfred is doing a takeover right now featuring Singapore. So that's another interesting piece of news is that we're sort of branching out into um, communities. So we have Women in Street Japan and Women in Street Singapore. I saw that. You did. And so we, we'll, in 2021, we've kind of, settled on featuring regions so outside of these communities that are already established we uh, right now we're doing singapore next month we'll do or when this uh, podcast i believe airs in february we'll be um showing the british isles and so we'll have one curator from scotland one from england one from ireland so we're kind of focused on regions. So there's uh, the constant evolution. It's a platform which was built to evolve, have a rotating cast of characters, have the ability to evolve and change in, in ways that meet the needs of its participants and um, and the times, you know, and, and media keeps changing and social media keeps evolving. And so we're looking at, being 
adaptable and expandable. And right now I want to put a lot more energy into uh, the blog, the publication, her side of the street. So I'm doing a couple of interviews and we've got people writing their own uh, pieces. But other than submitting on Instagram, our big, well, probably what I should have said in the very beginning is our most, one of our most popular and loved features, I think by the WIS participants. I call them sometimes whistlers. I used to call them women in streeters, but uh, <laughs> it's sort of been taken over with a, being called whiz. Let me get this straight. So if somebody wants their work to appear on Women in Street, all they do is post on Instagram and add the hashtag Women in Street, right? Um, no. So, oh, right. So what I was, that's on Instagram. Yeah. So we have a face. So our Facebook community is a couple thousand strong. And we've really got, and probably about 500 of those are regular or semi-regular contributors to, uh, I think the Whistler's favorite uh, event <laughs> is our monthly theme. So we kind of started this thing probably back in 2016. Uh, and it kind of just developed uh, its own momentum and people love it. So we've got several hundred people there every month. Um, submitting to the Facebook theme, a different theme every month and a different guest curator every month. So this guest curator chooses the theme and then they create a gallery of 20 or 30 images, which is then published on our blog, Her Side of the Street, the next month. So that's our biggest submission. And then aside from the two gallery exhibitions that we've had, and how do they do that? So they so sign up on Facebook. So okay. at nope. Women in Street, all one word on Facebook. Okay. Mm -hmm. And then and so they sign up uh, in the community, and there are other things going on there. You know, you can post a link. Uh, one of the features that we offer is the ability to sort of we encourage self promotion in a way, in the sense that you can sort of share. We want to know you know, what you're doing, if you've had like a recognition uh, in a magazine, or did you win some contest, or are you in an article? You, If you're an active participant, right. you yeah. can post this. Um, and so then, and there's just a little bit of discussion, and there's a little bit of networking, and, um, you know, a lot of people find each other, and they meet one another through the Facebook group, and also through the map. One of the things uh, we that I think is important um, in the platforms is that we have the 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 WIS map of female street photographers from around the globe, and there's almost six hundred names in there by now, and uh, so um, this this has you know town by town, country by country, and the map has been used to consult with. Um, platforms to help them see what's going on in, in their community. And it helps. And, and women, and I hear from women, uh, call me up and say, Oh yeah, I, I, uh, I met so-and-so because I, I looked at the map, you know, when they're traveling, people will sometimes go and, um, look up who's there. Um, yeah. want to connect with other women who are doing street photography. And this has been so important because in the beginning, a lot of people were saying, Oh yeah. When, 
you know, before WIS, I didn't know anybody. I would sit around at a table of uh, fellow street photographers, they were all men <laughs> and they would just be like, Oh, okay. you know? <laughs> and so it's like, it was kind of a, a relief to I just, bet. yeah. Hey, before we go, I want to ask you one more question here. I hate, I hate to ask you to paint, paint something with a broad brush, but I, I'm going to do that anyway. And how do you feel if, if at all women street photographers style differs from that of men or if or if it even does mm -hmm. well you know another hour-long conversation is probably <laughs> about the female gaze whether there is such a thing and uh well that's always going to be a very interesting topic and one of the things that i really like the most about women in street is that uh, we come together to hear other people's opinions. I would like to hear people discussing this. I, I want to hear the ways that they think um, that it does, or if it does, uh, providing a forum for understanding whether this concept applies to any individual in the group is a very exciting possibility, I think, within this community. Um, women will have wide-ranging opinions. Um, so I'm feeling that there certainly is something about... So, I, so a female gaze is kind of a, something that needs to... You know, when we, when we go in our lives we're impacted by everything. If I want to take it back to my own individual opinion, okay, I would say everything in our lives that's part of our identity mm -hmm. would necessarily impact the way that we see the world, right? Our gender, our age, our ethnic background, where we grew up. Uh, you know, you can go on and on. Um, I think all of these things inform the way that we see the world. It's another aspect of our identity. Um, so we've had other experiences because of these identity factors. And those experiences have in turn informed how we look at the world. Um, and then you, you know, it's just, so for me, it's really a matter of representation. Um, I just want to see that I know that people have choice and they have a variety of perspectives from which to see the world. I, street photography is a very particular set of mind. When we go out in the street, we do not plan out, or at least in the candid form, plan out sort of what spontaneity rules a day. What we see when we leave the house, when we encounter the world, because we have the camera in our hand, we're able to capture something that we see, it strikes us, we want to depict it, we want to tell the world or ourselves, keep it privately or whatever, 
how do we see this moment? And essentially, when we put it out on the internet, we're giving narratives of common reality. And it's not journalistic, and it's not documentary, and it's not overly intellectualized. It's a spontaneous, ephemeral situation that we encounter. And our encounters with the world are part of the world. And I I like this kind of idea that we, um, you know, there's all this jargon about sort of defining candid moments. And I feel like I'd like to just say that we, we sort of, um, there's this a quote about what you, when you observe something, you, you change it. And so I feel like that's something part of the mix. You know, we are part of what's going on around us. You know, we're, we're not separate. So I haven't been all uptight about kind of, you know, too, too narrow a focus of defining Canada or defining street and all of this. And we mm-hmm. can go out spontaneous. But so these narratives, I want to see from, some, from every point of view. And I, I just don't want to see one gender or one generation or whatever it is. It's too limiting. So I want to have equal choice. And then you go out and you look at the work. And of course, uh, this is the work. But everybody has their choice. And there's an equal amount available to everyone. Um, this is our world. We're all equally part of this world. And we should all equally be representing our experience within it. So you've done a lot in a few years. You put a lot of time, you put a lot of effort into this. What are you most proud of? One thing. I, well, I, you know, I would say um, behind the scenes, you know, I'm, 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 ta- I'm consulting, I'm talking with people all the time on a rather informal level. And I'm always giving people, you know, I will call people up and say, oh, do you know about this? And there's this kind of behind the scenes sharing that goes on in networking. One of the things I'm most proud of, um, you know, aside from just this, the impact, you know, that it's had so much impact, um, this entire movement, which has been done by so many people. But I really feel that friendship is one of the things I'm most proud of. I, I see the people in the world who have connected with one another in this networking, and it goes beyond, and it goes into the personal realm, and I feel like people meeting one another, and just this kind of, boy, you know, there was this platform, and I was able to meet these these people that I never would have known about before. I I, I was out there, you know, at least going back four years, it seems such a long time. I mean, most people, so there's people out there taking for granted now how many women they see and it's getting, it's getting more and more and they're getting, they're so, they're getting so used to it now or almost. And so I'm very happy to say they're kind of spoiled and they, some, you know, some of us will remember four or five years ago when it was a dearth and it was, and they did it on. And so all of these hundreds of people around the world, have begun to be friends with one another because they met through Women in Street. And they tell me all the time, I met all these friends through Women in Street. And so I'm very, very proud of that. 
personal. You should um, be. You should utility be. enhancement, and and that's part of our lives. So. Uh, Casey, that's quite a story, and you really do have something to be very proud of. Uh, you created something from nothing, and it's even better than making a product or whatever. You've you've created a community of people, and so, yeah, give yourself a big pat on the back. And tell us before we go, where can people find out about you? Somebody's listening to this and go, I want to know more about that. Where do Where do I go? Well, I've just put together a link tree because we have so many links. I found it's most convenient to have it all in this quick bulletin board. So I would recommend people find Women in Street on Linktree. And there they can jump over to our Instagram, our Facebook. We do have a .com, womeninstreet.com, and you can find everything through there also. You can find all our uh, information, links, press. Um, and then uh, on the link tree, you can get to our regional communities as well. Um, and so you can get to all of the smaller platforms and pretty much is like a guide post to what's out there. So that link is. Oh, gosh, you know, a link. Uh, yeah, link. I think it's a link. PR.ee slash women in street. Yeah. Okay. Link and by in using it. that women in street, all one word on any of these platforms, Instagram, Facebook, what have you, you'll find us. And wow. that's our .com as well. I've got to admit, this is the first I've heard of Linktree. It's really cool. Oh, really? Yes. Yeah. It's, it's kind of been um, more and more used. I've, I've seen uh, and so I thought, huh, well, I'll check this out. And once I got there, I said, oh, gosh, we should have done this a couple of years ago because everybody's always like, oh, how do we navigate the uh, maze that is the WISP platform? <laughs> that's, uh, that's wonderful. More people need to use this. <laughs> I think they should. Yeah. So good. All right. Well, Casey, thank, thank you, much, you. Bob, for having me here. And it's been a pleasure. Uh, and great going on uh the magazine in the year of the women 2021 